Now it was when they had spoken daily to him that and he would not listen to them. That they told Haman to see whether Mordecai's reason would stand. For he had told them that he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai neither bowed down nor paid homage to him, Haman was filled with rage. But he disdained to lay hands to Mordecai alone, for they had told him who the people of Mordecai were. Therefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. So these are the verses for the moment. However, we would like to pay special attention to verse 4. Again, there is a very important word there. And it was when they had spoken daily to him. And he would not listen to them. And they told Haman to see whether Mordecai's reason would stand. Now, as you know, that this is a part of the story of the book of Esther. Now, in this story, there are some key characters. For example, King Ahasuerus, the Persian king. Remember, actually, he was the emperor of the Persian Empire at that time. Now, his territory will cover almost 127 provinces. From Ethiopia all the way to uh, India. You see, such a wide territory. And we, according to the Bible, or according to history, the King Ahasuerus is one of the very important kings in the history of Persia. And if you read just chapter 1 of this book, you remember how he has spread a banquet for about 180 days. Now you can see here you have a state banquet. And uh, try to entertain all the important people in his Empire. So for just from chapter one, you already can see the riches in the house of Ahasuerus. You can see the power of his empire. And later we know that according to history, you also the one who tried to conquer who tried to encounter with the Greeks. And we know that uh, the Persian Empire has a, was such that they always overcome their enemy. 
by the numbers of their soldiers. And every time when they defeat the enemy, it is always because they have more numbers. And their numbers in terms of millions. So once the husband of Esther really have have really reviewed his army, when he tried and remember that then and then almost more than million soldiers passing by. Now in the morning, when before the sunset, before sunrise, now he see the first soldier passing by. But remember, before even before the sunset, he still could not see the last one of his whole army. Now that's according to history. So. King Ahasuerus is a very important figure in history, also in the Bible. So definitely this one of the very important characters in this book. There another one, of course, Esther. And but another one, Mordecai. The uncle of Esther. And another one, Haman. So strictly speaking, uh, there are four important figures in this book. So starting from chapter 3, now we know that one person becomes very prominent. That person's name is Ha Haman. And after this event, according to chapter 1, uh, verse 1 of chapter 3, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman. The son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, and advanced him and established his authority over all the princes who were with him. So Haman was under one person and above all. And because of that, now, uh, all the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman. And then Mordecai often visit the king's gate. Because king's gate. And because, uh, now, because, uh, Esther was within the palace. And uh, Mordecai was without the palace. But anyway, even that, Mordecai still tried to know how anything, they still want to know the welfare of, of, uh, uh, of, of uh, Esther. So from time to time he always visited the king's gate. Then you see that all the servants of the king bow down and and uh, pay the homage to Haman. So Except one person. You see Mordecai refused to bow down 
and pay homage to Haman. So then, of course, all the servants tried to persuade Haman, or persuade Mordecai. Because when you are facing Haman, everybody should bow down and pay the homage. But except Mordecai, he refused to do that. Now, politically speaking, put him in a very dangerous in the dangerous place. And because you remember, you know that Haman is uh, under the one and above all. He was very powerful man in the empire. So everybody should bow down and pay the homage. But not Mordecai. As a Jew, they never bow down and pay homage to any person. But now when everybody does it, when all the servants of the king did it, now how you are going to how you are going to uh, to react in that kind of situation? If you are faithful, if you really if you if you really are faithful to the Lord, if you stick to your principle, of course you should just follow, you should just walk with God that way. But we know that when everybody does it. So when they see Mordecai didn't do it, they immediately detect that Mordecai was in danger. But as if Mordecai himself didn't know about it, he only knows some principle. He only knows that he can only bow down to God and pay the homage to God, that's all. As a Jew, he wants to stick to his principle. So here you find a man of principle. It's very different from Samson. Samson was the man of flesh. He was 100% carnal. But this person, Mordecai, is 100% spiritual. He is a man of spirit. He is a man of principle. As a Jew, he is not only a Jew in name, he also in Jew reality. But now here come to the temptation. When everybody do the same thing, is it possible for you to be alone? To be against the tide. Do you see that? That immediately puts you in a very dangerous position. For example, in a company, if everybody is cheating, and you refuse to do that, immediately remember you are in danger. Because you may be the one who will disclose what they have done. If they are right, then you are wrong. If they are wrong, then you are right. If you are only one who is right, do you think you still can survive among those who are all wrong? So here is a temptation. But this temptation is daily. 
但这个事态是每天的。It not just happen once a year。它不是一年只发生一次。Every day。每一天。Now important thing is。最重要的事就是。The reason can I justify can I change my behavior if everybody just go that direction。最重要的问题就是说，每一个人都往那个方向走的时候，我可以。If everybody bow down and and also pay homage to Haman。每一个人都跪拜给哈曼。no, that must be right. So if you don't do that, you must be wrong. I already say that. If you always if you do it every day, now somehow the other conscience of other people will be bothered. So now he and they will not feel peace anymore. If Mordecai is a man of principle, he probably is right. If he is right, then I'm Now, brothers, in that environment, can you afford not to bow down to Haman? If you know he's the most powerful man, just like in your company, some people are very powerful. You have to keep a good relationship with him or her. Because in the some so that very important. Sometimes you say you are not supposed to say that. Now, as a man of principle, you're not supposed to flatter people. But sometimes you have to sacrifice your principle. You have to do something. You know that which is against your will. But remember, when we live in this world, now you know that if you know someone who is Haman, who is the right hand of the boss of King Ahasuerus. Now remember, normally, if you are clever enough, even you don't bow down, even you don't pay homage, but unconsciously, now you want to do something to please him. Then you will be very safe in this kingdom of Persia. That's the art of survival. Brothers and sisters, no matter God put you where in, in, uh, where in your professions, you discover temptation everywhere. You discover it's very difficult to keep your own dignity and also your principle. Sometimes in order to survive, brother, sister, even you don't want to bow down, even you don't want to yield to Haman, but often, you find that that's the situation. So then you discover you are alone. You are surrounded by the people who also do the exact same thing. Even you know that they are wrong. But remember, every day they press you. Every day they try to they try to persuade you. As if they say to you, now try to be a little clever. Now he insists on principle. 
So here is the consequence. Because he told them that he was a Jew. And then when Haman knew what happened. And Haman saw the Mordecai neither bow down nor pay homage to him. And the Bible says Haman was filled with the rage. And then he considered to kill Mordecai is only a small thing. He wants to do something much bigger. He wants to destroy all the Jews. Brother, sister, that's the cost you have to pay for you to keep your dignity and integrity. But now the temptation is this. Every day someone will tell you try to be wise. If you want to survive in this company, be clever. Now we know the rest of the story. And Haman indeed tried to get the signet ring from King Ahasuerus. And he wrote a decree and sent out a decree in the name of the king. Now you know in Persian Persian Empire all the words proceed out of the king. Immediately become the law of Persia. And that law is always irreversible. You never can take it back. So according to that decree, on that year, December 13, in one day, all the Jews in the territory of Persian Empire will be all wiped out. Think about it. If Mordecai knew that it was so serious, for the sake to keep all the life of his own people, do you think he can do a little bit better than what he has done? Brothers and sisters, to be faithful to the Lord, Sometimes the cost is almost the cost of your life. Now, in order to save your life, why don't you just yield to Haman? Why don't you just yield to temptation? Last week we talked about daily temptation. But that happened to the man of flesh. But this time, this week, we talk about someone spiritual. The man of principle. Again, that temptation is daily. Now, if you only know this much of the story, you still do not appreciate you still could not understand what kind of temptation is that. Now this book is a spiritual book. Now book of Esther is concerning some spiritual principle. 
这是这本以色列记讲了一些属灵的原则。What we have talked is something about moral.我们想讲到的是一些是一些道德的原。You see, in order to keep some moral principle,为了讲到保持着道德的原则，sometimes you have to pay the cost.很多时候你要付上代价。You will never yield to temptation.你从来也不会向试探屈服。But that's only this much we know about the book. But actually, this book is much deeper than that. So, if we can find out the spiritual meaning of the event, uh, spiritual meaning of the event here, then our eyes will be open. Then you discover every day there are some temptation waiting at our door. You see, when you talk of the story of Samson, now we know that because he's that kind of man. Some evil, some evil things happen to him. He has done so many horrible things. So that's why Austin Spock always said. Whenever he read, whenever he read the book of Judges, he always tried to read it quickly. Then afterwards, he wants to find. Uh, he wants to take a bath. Try to take away all the filth he has just encountered in that book. 看完之后，他都想很快洗个澡，把这个看书之后感觉那些脏东西。My brother, sister, I think in that book, most terrible part, most difficult part is the part of Samson. 在那事实记当中，我觉得最难的一块就是。It is such a, it's such a mixture, brothers. Either someone spiritual or someone is complete carnal. On the one hand, you see the power of God, the spirit of God is upon him. On the other hand, you can see how low he has fallen into his sin. So, my brothers and sisters, now we talk about that today. Because that happened every day for all the young people today, not also all, all the young adults today. You will discover the story of Samson repeat again and again and again today in our midst. So we have to be careful. We should walk carefully in the presence of the Lord because every day we will encounter some kind of temptation. Now when we really fall to temptation, you discover not only you have lost the presence of God, also the power of God. And more than that, most terrible is that you will lose your eyesight. Even by the grace of the Lord, the hair should be able to come back. And the power should be able to come back. But your spiritual eyesight is forever gone. So young people, all the brothers and sisters, now remember, it's a horrible thing to sing against God. Now, remember, today we live in such an evil world. But there is another aspect of the temptation. Now, that's what we are discussing today. But now we want to dig a little bit deeper. We try to dig a little bit deeper into this book. First, who is Haman? 
Now, why Haman, why King Ahasuerus promoted Haman and advanced him and establishing his authority over all the princes who were with him? So first we have to understand who is Haman. Now, according to chapter three, verse, chapter one, verse, uh, chapter three, verse one. Haman, Haman, uh, Haman was the Agagite. Hamadatha the Agagite. Now, who is Agagite? Now, Agagai must be the people belong, must be the people who belong to the family of Agag. Now, who is Agag? Now, if you know your old, if you know your, if you know your Bible story well, now you remember in the beginning how God had chosen Saul to be the king of Israel. Now, one day, God said, I regret. So from that time on, God really take that king, really take that position back to him, to himself. So in the beginning, it was God who has chosen Esau to be the king. Now then, God reject him as the king. Why? He must have done something terrible. Now you remember, God has given him, after he became a king, God gave him a mission, very important mission. God wilderness. People of Israel has encountered. And you remember how they sneak their way. They attack from the back, not from the from the front. So then you remember how God led his people to victory. And you remember how Moses was in the mountain in the mountain top. So when he raised his hand, the people of Israel under the leadership of Joshua, they win the battle. So now you see, now uh, George, uh, Moses represented uh, uh, represent, uh, uh, ascended Christ. And Joshua represented indwelling Christ. And today, our Holy Spirit who dwell in us lead us in victory in this valley of the world. Now, in that battlefield, who was the enemy? Their first enemy. They are Amalekites. Now, after they won the battle, God said to Moses, From generation to generation, God will war against Amalekites. So, brother, Amalekites must represent some kind of principle. Now, Amalekites as a race already went to history. 
Then how God was able to say He will war against Amalekite from generation to generation forever? Even Amalekite as a race disappeared in the world. But Amalekite as a principle still going on. And God always fight with Amalekite. Now, if you come to the New Testament, you know one statement from Galatians. Holy Spirit always war against our flesh. So, immediately you know that Amalekite represents our flesh. And flesh always attacks us when we are not ready. That's the danger of temptation. If you know you are going to fall, you will never fall. If you know there is a force, if you know that there is a step, you know you have to be very careful. Now, brothers and sisters, now, the enemy of Amalekite is so subtle. When you are not ready, he attacked you, Brothers and sisters, sometimes when you are in your morning time, morning devotional time, you have a wonderful relationship with the Lord. Now, you will never fall. Very interesting. Just right after your wonderful relationship with the Lord, the Amalekai will hit, try to attack from the back. For no reason you lost your temper. For no reason you fell. Brothers and sisters, do you see? If you know that I'm going to fall, you will never fall. Now, because you don't think you will fall, because you are coming to the meeting, you have a wonderful fellowship, brothers and sisters. But remember, the enemy in the wilderness, when they attack you, never give you a phone call. Now that's what happened to Amalekite. That happened to our flesh. You always say no to Satan. Yes. He's like a roaring lion. Now you know that how, uh, uh, how Samson fall into the lap of Delilah. You know that temptation. You know that's wrong. Moral is black. You know it. So sometimes you definitely will not you fall from that temptation. Thank the Lord. Even you fall from temptation. If you won't be like a Samson. If you don't live according to all, you do not. You are not governed by your flesh. Then you think I'm very safe. But that's the subtlety of Amalekite. So for that reason, Spirit of God always fight with our flesh. After man's fall, the Spirit of God did the same thing. Until one day when you come Genesis 6, God gave it up. God knows that our flesh is to the point of no returning. 
Bible said God will, will not again fight with our flesh. Please God give up. So, brothers and sisters, in order to understand what happened about the enemy in the wilderness, you know that the one enemy of God lived very long. From generation to generation. Even the Malachi as a race already disappeared in history. Malachi is still in you. And it's still in me. Now, when Saul was in the throne, God said to Saul, through the prophet Samuel, Now I will give you a mission. Because I hate Malachi. How they attack my people from the back. Now, because now you are on the throne, I give you the mission. Now, go and attack. Amalek, Amalek, and go to the city, and wipe out everyone, no mercy to everyone, brother and sister, that's a mission given to Saul, actually that's a very important lesson to Saul, Saul was a man of flesh, he was governed by the principle of Malachite. So why God gave him that mission? God tried to rescue him. God tried to deliver him. But unfortunately, later you know that when he chased, uh, when he chased uh, David from one wilderness to another one, he really became man of the flesh. He almost, he actually lost his mind. He even became insane. Do you see, brothers and sisters? That's why God hates America. And Saul didn't know about it. He thought that God will give him something he cannot accomplish. But remember, that's very important for the first lesson Saul what to if he wanted to be a king of Israel, he had to do have learned that. This true for all the leadership in the church. Do you see brother sisters? For everyone, if God has anointed who will help lead the church to go on. Do you know what is the cost of leadership? They always given the mission to wipe out all the Amalekites. If you kind to your flesh, you are unkind to yourself. Sometimes we are tyrants, sometimes we are too kind to our flesh. Think about it. And uh, Saul left a big army, thousands upon thousands of soldiers. 
If you number his number, if you number the number of his soldiers, you can be sure this time Amalekai will all be wiped out. You you can But finally, when he came back from the battlefield, you know something happened. God warned him to wipe out everything, even including the sheep, including all the animals. But later, if you read your Bible, and Esau came back from the battlefield, uh, no, sorry, Saul, Saul. Uh, and, uh, and uh, he spared the king of Amalekites. Now, what the name of the king of Amalekites? You see, Agag actually is the name of the king of Amalekites. So he spared the king. Actually, he also spared the animal, the sheep, and all this. So when Samuel rebuked him, he said, you know, your people, he said, your people, not myself, or your people, try to spare these sheep for the reason they won't sac- give the sacrifice to the Lord. Actually, that's exactly what he tried to do. He not only spared the Agag, he also spared all the sheep, the best of the sheep. You, you see, he's too kind to Amalekite. And because of that, God said, I regret. I should have not let him become the king in the first place. So Samuel sent out the message. Now, because you sin against God, so God reject you. Brothers and sisters, it's a big, big thing. This is a wonderful lesson to all the spiritual leadership. Do you see that? That's very important principle behind it. And finally, and he said, why don't you invite King Gag here? Brothers and sisters, as a leader of an army, as the chief commander of the army, Saul should be brave enough to kill Agag. But he was simply not able but in the face of Saul, it was Samuel who killed Agag. So you see, brothers and sisters, if you do not wipe out all Amalekites, let me ask you one question. How come Haman was the descendants of was descendants of Agagite? So remember, when you read the book of Esther, you began to understand something you do not understand even when you read the first Samuel. 
那么我们就可以理解一些我们读三门级上所不明白的。We thought that it was Agar, the only one who was there.我们以为亚甲是在那里唯一的一个。It was not true. Agar and his family.其实不是，是亚甲和他的家。So these people become the Agagai later.那么这些人就后来成为亚甲族。Even Agar was killed by Samuel, but not his family. 虽然亚甲被他被撒母耳杀掉，但并不是他的全家。So you see, brother sister，弟兄姊妹，我们看到。If you refuse to deal with your flesh，如果我们要拒绝对付我们肉体，If you don't kill your flesh, the flesh will kill you。如果我们不呃灭绝入肉体，肉体就要灭绝到。Do you see that? Do you see that, brother sister？弟兄姊妹们，我们看到了吗？Because that you spare your flesh，因为你存留你的肉体，the flesh will have descendants。那肉体就会有后裔。One day。because you did never learn the lesson. one day when you fall for terribly, you even didn't know what happened. So that's the consequence of disobedience to our heavenly Father. Because Saul was too kind to his flesh. So he spared Agar.他就存留了亚甲。And his family.和亚甲的家人。Even Agar has been killed by Samuel.所以亚甲被撒母耳杀掉。But remember.但记得.There is one descendant.还有一个后裔。By the name Haman.就叫名字叫哈曼。He is Hitler in the time of Mordecai.他好像就在莫迪凯那个时代，像希特勒一样。He really want to wipe out all. So brother, if 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 Saul was faithful,如果扫罗是忠心的话，there won't be Haman.那就不会有哈曼。But here is the story of Haman.但这里我们看哈曼的故事。Remember,记得，even the Haman did not kill Saul himself.啊，Haman did not kill Saul himself, but Haman did not.虽然哈曼没有直接杀掉扫罗。but remember, Haman is still with the descendants of Saul. 但是哈曼就可以以扫罗的后裔为敌。So now you can see when Haman was when when uh when Haman was filled with rage.当所以我们看到哈曼就是呃怒气填胸。He considered to kill Haman is to kill Mordecai is small thing.他以为下手害莫迪改是一个小事。He wanted to accomplish a great thing.他要做大事。in one day, he want to destroy all the Jews. Brothers and sisters, now you know the true color of our flesh. Our flesh always want to be promoted to a high place. We want to earn the respect from everybody. If anyone who despises me, you will never forgive me. Do you see what I mean? So, brother, sister, now you can understand. We just like a king Ahasuerus. We always promote our flesh in the high place. Remember, flesh always want to a high place. Flesh want people, he want people to praise him. After you give the sermon, you want some people to say, "Oh, I have never heard the message like 
你我与神的见证情况 but because they are they live so close to you. Now sometime when I when we give the wedding gift, sometime we give the people the uh, one dozen of plates. plates. Now but after one year I always like to go to someone's kitchen. <laughs> and I want to see how many plates they still left there. Because many of them become flying saucer everywhere. In the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the living room. So your neighbor was able to see that flying saucer. So think about it, you lose your temper. Uh, and meet every where is the Lord's testimony? We try to build up the body of Christ as a lampstand in this city. But brothers and sisters, 
Probably people when they pass by, they see probably from a bulletin board, God loved the world.当人从这边走过，他们看见布告栏说神爱世人。But if we fall into temptation，但是如果我们落在试探当中，If we let our flesh overpower you and me，如果我们允许肉体能够胜过你和我，We even may have a wonderful vision about the church。谁让我们有？ we know why we are gathered together. Now if we allow our flesh to govern us, if we always yield ourselves to the flesh, now you know what is the consequence. The final result is and you find that all the Jews will be wiped out. Do you think when all the Jews being wiped out? Do you know what will happen? That thing, this story happened between the first coming of the first coming back of Jerusalem by Zerubbabel. And coming back to Jerusalem uh, through uh, Ezra. So Zerubbabel represents the first generation who come back. Come back to the will of God. But Ezra represents the second generation come back to Jerusalem. Not only build the temple, also beautify the temple, always and also enrich the word of God. So that's book of that's what the book of Ezra tells us. So think about it. Sometimes enemy allowed you to have a third generation to come back. He cannot prevent you to come back. He has a plot. Even he allowed your first generation to come back, he will have any way to frustrate you that you will not have a second generation. And the story of Esther is just between these two events. Now you understand. The first generation come back to Jerusalem. Accomplish the will of God. That's according to God's heart. But unfortunately, just between uh, between uh, uh, Ezra come back, 就是在, uh, between uh, before Ezra and Nehemiah, second generation who come back, 就是在以斯拉和, uh, here you have decreed by Haman. So if that decree really becomes effective on that day, if all the Jews will be wiped out on that day, you know, Ezra was gone. Nehemiah was gone. Yes, they come back to Jerusalem. Only the first generation. Now, brothers and sisters, what God wants is first, second, before the Lord's return. So for that reason, enemy knew that very well.因为这个缘故，仇敌知道很清楚。So strictly speaking, only, uh, only just Mordecai.严格的说，这里只有莫迪改。To kill Mordecai is small thing. 
He wanted to big thing. That to make God's will uh, to come to God's will to, to frustrate God's will. And when that happened, now you see, remember, if you really allow, allow, if you really uh, allow uh, 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 flesh to be on the high place, that will be the result. That will explain what happened in the church history. So my brother Sometimes we we still live a wonderful life. Where is Ezra? Where is Nehemiah? Now one thing more important, more serious than that. This is only the immediate object of Satan. immediate, immediate, immediate uh, aim. His final goal is that if that happens, then Jesus will never be born in Bethlehem. Now, if Jesus never be born in Bethlehem, now we all do, the whole world all do. So, my brothers and sisters, flesh. Know very well. He, in the official, superficially, he always aim try to hurt us. Try to let you lose your temper to do this to do that.是让你发脾气，让你做这样做那样的事。But remember，但记得，eventually，最终的话，what kind of loss is that？最终所丧失掉的就是。Enemy is that one day, because when flesh is on the prominent place, then. The state then, you know, the will of God will never be accomplished. So now you understand why God hates Amalekites. But thank the Lord. If you read this story, now you understand very well. Finally, how Esther exposed Haman. Then King Ahasuerus was awakened. Now he discovered actually Haman is the enemy, is the adversary, is the evil one. So finally, he put Haman in the gallows. And that gallow actually was designed by Haman try to put Mordecai on there. So this book is very dramatic. 
这个故事非常的戏剧化。You know when 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 uh when uh Esther went to went to King Ahasuerus.我们知道以斯帖去到亚哈随鲁王那里。And then he made a request.他就有一个请求。He want to have a banquet with Haman.他要有一个宴席要请哈曼。Now Haman was so happy.哈曼就非常高兴。But then at that time I think that uh uh I think uh uh Esther should. She should tell him everything. She tell him everything. 好像在那个时候，啊，以色列贴就应该告诉他所有的事情。You remember? You remember the story? 大家记得这故事。Now, when first time he for for thirty days, now Esther never met King Ahasuerus.有三十天，以色列一直没有遇见亚述。So she dare not to approach him anymore.所以她不敢去啊啊接近亚述。Without being called and try to visit the king is is under the penalty of death. But to our surprise, so the king really let her touch the scepter. So the king asked Esther, "What do you want?" Now, if you want, I can give you half of the kingdom. You see, half of the kingdom is already gone. Just by that one request. So now come to the banquet. And then there he asked Esther, "What do you want?" Now even you want half of kingdom, I will give it to you. So half and plus half, whole kingdom, whole kingdom is already gone. So Esther should tell the king what she wants. Otherwise, whole kingdom is gone. But somehow, very interesting. She said, "How about waiting tomorrow?" Now that tomorrow is very important. Because of that tomorrow, then the flesh will grow, will develop and develop even, 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 even. Ultra developed. And just because of that tomorrow, many things happen. So you know the story there. It's very fascinating one. And you know, after the banquet, of course, Haman was happy. So he went back to his family and tried to remember his glory he has received in the past. He obviously became obsessed with himself. But then, when he, uh, when he, uh, when he met Mordecai on the way, so Mordecai still do not yield to him, do not bow down to him, also do not pay homage to him. Mordecai 对他依旧是不跪也不拜。So he was so angry. So he asked the family, "What should I do?" He asked the family, "What should I do?" So then they suggest, "Why don't you make a gallow fifty cubits, and then, of course, put uh, put the Mordecai there?" His family is uh, suggesting that he should make a gallow fifty cubits, and then, of course, put the Mordecai there. His family is suggesting that he should make a gallow fifty cubits, and then, of course, put the Mordecai there. His family is suggesting that he should make a King Ahasuerus couldn't sleep. Probably last night he has eaten too much lobsters. But he just couldn't sleep. And then he asked people to read something to him. Then he realized actually Mordecai has saved his life. 
But then he wondered whether this Mordecai has received some reward. So he wanted to know whether he received the reward. Just at that time, Haman appeared in the court. You know, the king couldn't sleep for the whole night. And you almost can imagine Haman also couldn't sleep for the whole night. He wanted the first thing in the morning, he wanted to put Haman, uh, put Mordecai on the, uh, on the gallows. So that's what he wanted. That's why he wanted to see the king. But that time, because king was thinking about how should we treat uh, this, uh, this uh, Mordecai who was so who really saved rescued his life so he asked Mordecai he asked Haman now if someone is so kind to the king so what should we deal with him so of course Haman think of himself so now you have to give him this and you know lead him to the uh, to the square and show to the people now this the this the man the king honored. the flesh thought that he was already in the heaven. In that one day from heaven fall down to the hell. And the king said, Now, why don't you do it to Mordecai? And he did. After he did, you can imagine how his face looked like. That's most embarrassing day for his whole life. Remember, before our flesh being, being uh, how do you say, uh, being exposed. Holy Spirit, wait and wait for tomorrow. And there you discover the humiliation of our flesh. So at that time, people ask, now you need to come say, now you are invited to the banquet again. And then you see the Esther exposed the enemy. And finally, you, you know that Haman was on the gallows. Brothers sisters, our heart was more like a palace. When Haman is on the throne, is a wrong man within. But however, Mordecai is at the king's gate. Right man without. Now, if Haman represents the flesh, Mordecai must represent the Holy Spirit. In a normal Christian life, the right man should be within, wrong man should be without. Holy Spirit should be in our throne. The holy flesh should be at the, at, at, at the, at, at the gate. So, brothers and sisters, now because we promote our flesh to such a high place, brothers and sisters, then you discover this life becomes abnormal life. Thank the Lord. Finally, how the whole table being turned. Very simple. Now, Haman 
should be on his right place. His place should be on the cross. The cross is always the place for us. The cross, not the throne. The throne is for the Holy Spirit. The cross is for our flesh. So brothers, that's what happened. That's how we should be able to deal with our flesh. So thank the Lord. Finally, the flesh on the cross. But the law of sin and death Still going on. Now the law of Haman is still going on. Because that law will wipe out the, his, the people on this, that same day. So now, uh, now uh, Esther came to uh, the presence of the king again. He wept, no, no, he, he wept before him. He begged him, please do away with the law of Haman. Then her own people will be preserved. But then, very interesting. Now, when you study the book of Romans, God never done away with the law of sin and death. God used another law, which is parallel to the law of sin and death. That law is called the law of life and spirit. So, brother, sister, now you can see that how these people can be preserved. And now Mordecai has to take the signal ring of the king. He write another, wrote another decree. And sent out, sent out to the whole, uh, whole empire. On that day, the people of Israel should be able to defend themselves. No brothers and sisters. Just because of that law. And uh, when two part, the, the, that then you see that because this law was given by Mordecai, that's why it's law of spirit. And that law will, will give the life to the, all the people of Israel they about they're supposed to die. So it is law of spirit and life. Finally, now you know, now they empower their enemy. So that's the story. We know that's why they celebrate the proving. How God was able to deliver their people, uh, His people, out of the enemy. So, brothers and sisters, for that reason, Mordecai should never yield to Haman. Holy Spirit always war against our flesh. So, what we are supposed to do? According to Galatians chapter 5, verse 24, those who are in Christ Jesus has crucified the flesh and all his desires. Brothers and sisters, yes, Haman was on the cross. Now on that day, when they really fight with the enemy, and they killed ten sons of Haman. 
And then Mordecai, no, then Esther make another request. Can we have another day in Shushan? Why another day? Why another day? Very simple. Because now is no time to give the, to to give this order to the whole empire, but only this apply to the Shushan, the capital of the empire. Why another day? Even Haman was on the gallows. You need another day. For the ten sons, the dead body on the gallows. So, brothers and now you understand. On that day, they overcome the enemy. But on the other day, they show, they make a show to tell that how they were triumphant over the enemy. Not only Haman was on the gallows, not only we have crucified our flesh, now in, in Greek, it's in the very, in, 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 it, uh, it is uh, that we take the initiative. If we are in Christ Jesus, we should be able to make another request, have another day. And why another day? Because for those who are in Christ Jesus, crucify our flesh and all his desires. Haman is only the flesh. All the lust and the desire are the ten sons of Haman. So only when all ten sons on the gallows, then the victory is complete. Then we can live a victorious life. So, brothers and sisters, that's why when we study Galatians chapter 5, verse 24, that's the way how can we be overcome. Now you have ten names of ten sons of Haman. Now in Hebrew Bible, they put it perpendicular. So in another word, it's as if they put it in the gallows. All dead body in that gallows. It's just like a barbecue, you see. So that's that's what happened that day. But now if you go through the name one by one, ten names, you go back and But every name there is a word called self. You know our flesh always connect with ourselves. Now ten sons give us all the different aspects of our flesh. So if you do not know yourself, read the name of these ten sons. So the meaning of first name is curious self. Curious curious. We are always no no always very curious. You see ourselves is always curious. That's how that's why Eve and Adam fall. And second name means weeping self. And the third one is composer or well put together self. And 
And then the fourth one, generous self. Sometimes we are very generous. You want to give me people a banana, you hope that one day you will get a kiwi fruit back. And not only generous self, also weak self. Now sometimes we are very weak. But actually we are too humble. But sometimes strong self. And then prominent self. And the rough self. So you see, we, 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 we are very rough. So that's the eighth thing. The ninth thing, noble self. And finally, pure self. 100% self. So you see, brothers and sisters, if you go through this list of the names, now you know how, remember, Esther requested have another day. That put them on the gallows. That's exactly the requirement by Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. So, brother, sister, don't yield to temptation. Don't yield to your flesh. Sometimes you say, oh, I lose temper is small thing. If you never let the cross deal with your temper, now one day when you lose the temper, you will lose your testimony. Sometimes, it's more serious. Some people may lose their health. Even may lose their life. Remember, that's, that's because you never allow the cross to deal with your flesh. You always entertain your flesh. You always let your flesh go. You always try to nourish yourself. No wonder become bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, brothers, no one can touch you. No one can hurt you. If they hurt you, you not just only hurt him. You hurt much more. So that's always the true color of the flesh. So when you are fighting with the words, don't give another one anything dangerous. So do you see that our flesh Always in the in the beginning, all only think about just Mordecai. The reason we are here for the Lord's testimony. You know so much of what God is doing, dealing in our midst. But sometimes just lose your temper. Just yield to your flesh. That's it. You have built the house ten feet. Your flesh tilt down that another eight feet. So for that reason, this book, the lesson of of Book of Esther is most most important. So now you understand why they press him every day daily. Our flesh always tempts us daily. 
我们的肉体都是每天来试探。Do not yield to the temptation。不要顺服那试探。The reason is this。原因是。You should not promote your flesh。你不要高举你的肉体。You should let your flesh on the cross。你应该把肉体放在石架上。And this way，只有这样。Let the right man within，让那对的人在里面。Let the wrong man without。把那个错的人在外面。That's normal Christian life。那就是正常基督徒的生活。Then our daily life will become normal。I think this is the last session of our whole series of normal Christian daily living. So may the Lord really speak to our hearts. How about before we con- conclude, let's just one or two prayers to lead us in prayer.